Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, showcasing alumni of Iowa State University and Cyclones Everywhere, making communities, Iowa, and the world a better place. Good afternoon and welcome to Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. Each week we spotlight a different Iowa State alum, making their community, the state of Iowa, and the world a better place. And today's guest is a cyclone making a difference half a world away. Catherine Pollock is a 2010 graduate from the Iowa State College of Veterinary Medicine. She is currently working in Bangkok, Thailand as the head of stray animal care for the nonprofit Four Paws. In this role, she promotes the welfare of stray cats and dogs through partnerships and collaborative sustainable programs. Pollock is also the 2021 recipient of the ISU Alumni Association's Alumni Humanitarian Award. And joining us all the way from Thailand is Catherine Pollock. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing really well. We were talking before this. You are you, you literally are half a world away. You're in Thailand. So it's uh, when we're recording this, 9, 9.30 p.m., 9.30 our time. But um, yeah, thanks again for staying up late to talk with us. Oh, my pleasure. Well, on behalf of the Iowa State University Alumni Association and Cyclones Everywhere, I first want to congratulate you on receiving the Alumni Humanitarian Award. This award recognizes one ISU alum each year for outstanding humanitarian efforts that transcend purely professional accomplishments and bring honor to the university. So congratulations, Catherine. And what does this award, uh, receiving this award mean to you? Well, I mean, I'm incredibly honored and frankly shocked <laughs> to receive this award. It was definitely unexpected and it's incredibly meaningful for me, really coming from the institution that you know paved the way for my career and my ability to do the things that I do and help communities and help animals. So I feel like things have really come full circle and I you know can't say thank you enough. So you were telling me that you've been in Thailand for about eight years, right? Uh, working with Four Paws. Yeah. Tell us about tell us about the work that you do there and how you found your way out to Thailand. Sure. So while I was at Iowa State, you know, studying veterinary medicine, the kind of issue of you know shelter euthanasia and animals in shelters really struck a chord with me, and I had some really incredible mentors and opportunities while in Iowa to you know, help underserved communities and spend time at the Boone and Ames, you know, with humane societies. So I was really compelled to make a difference. And so I ended up doing a shelter medicine residency at the University of Florida. And there was an opportunity to do some disaster response work to help rescue dogs from catastrophic flooding in Bangkok, Thailand. And so that's actually what initially landed me in Southeast Asia. And I said at that time, you know, I'm going to give it a year and, you know, try my best to make a difference. And like, what can you really do in a year when you don't speak the language, you're unfamiliar with the culture. And so, you know, one year turned to two, three, four, five, et cetera. And I'm, I'm still here, but really loving, you know, the work that I'm able to do here. How did um, your time studying at the College of Veterinary Medicine here at Iowa State help prepare you for the work that you're doing today in Thailand? Yeah, I mean, I'm really forever indebted to Iowa State for giving me the opportunity to pursue a lifelong dream of becoming a veterinarian. And it was actually there where I had an incredible mentor within the veterinary college, Dr. Claudia Baldwin, shout out if she happens to, to see this. But she really got me very excited about shelter medicine and that you can actually make a career out of, you know, helping underserved animals. And, you know, one summer scholars program at the Ames and Boone Humane Society really got me 
hooked on this idea of helping, you know, shelter pets. And, you know, then I had the opportunity to work at the Feral Cat Alliance at the vet school and then at Nebraska Humane at the ARL in uh, Des Moines. So there were all these opportunities and it really inspired me on this career path to then complete an internship, Colorado State, followed by a residency uh, and to really just devote my career to, you know, helping underserved animals and communities. Talking with Catherine Pollock, the head of stray animal care for the nonprofit Four Paws in Thailand. Catherine, what should people know about global animal welfare? Obviously, we, we hear about what happens with animals here in the States um, quite frequently, but what are some ways that people can help organizations like Four Paws and others like it around the world? Sure, it's a great question. I mean, I think one thing the pandemic has really highlighted is what a small world it is. I mean, the fact that we're talking right now as well. Um, it's a small world and many of the issues shared by companion animals and pet owners around the world, you know, are not that different. And the love that people have for their pets, you know, it's consistent no matter where you are in the world. And we want to make sure that animals get the same care, love, um, and resources that they need to thrive. And what I want people to know is just how exciting actually it is, even though there are all these very you know difficult challenges right now, like the needle of animal welfare is really moving forward at an incredible pace in Asia, where you have younger and younger generations that are you know pet owners and that love animals. And we're just seeing all these great strides in animal welfare. But, you know, of course, um, one doesn't have to work for an international animal welfare charity to get involved and help animals. There's so many opportunities in your own community, be it adopting a shelter pet, you know, having a more humane diet, um, you know, sharing, you know, animal welfare issues with families and friends and being an advocate for animals. So if anyone is interested in learning more about the work that Four Paws does, they can go to four, F-O-U-R, it's like the number, hyphen paws, P-A-W-S dot org, and also get involved there where we have a lot of different activities that supporters can, can get involved with as well. Very cool. I put that up on the screen there. Does that look right? Four down. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it looks great. Excellent. Well, something that uh, I heard a lot about, at least during COVID, when at least here in the States when we were on kind of a lockdown was the shelters were actually kind of emptying out. A lot of people were adopting animals and Kind of as as COVID, as people started going back to work, a lot of those animals were, were ending up back in shelters. Is that something that was happening globally, um, not just here in the United States? Have you seen that issue? Yeah, um, unfortunately, we haven't quite seen that phenomenon in Southeast Asia. Most of these shelters are quite small and they, they struggle with local adoptions. I think one of the real challenges is that a lot of these shelters that are in existence in places like Cambodia and Vietnam have a strong expat uh, you know, support system where they have expats, foreigners that are foster homes that help promote animals for adoption. And most of those people have had to leave, right, because of visa issues, because their companies pulled them back out of the region. So a lot of the shelters are really overwhelmed. And also when people have to leave, you know, they sometimes can't take their animal back with them. And so our shelters have really been, you know, very, um, you know, inundated with animals. Unfortunately, I haven't seen that adoption boom that I think we've seen in North America. We are running local adoption campaigns right now, particularly in Cambodia. One of the issues, however, is the ongoing lockdowns uh, have been quite persistent. And so people are scared to go out of their homes to actually see these animals. So we've actually been able to arrange a permit where we can actually bring animals to them. And we kind of have like this mobile, 
you know, dog adoption vehicle that goes around uh, seeing Reef Cambodia so that people can still, you know, see the animals and hopefully adopt. Is that is that one of the ways you guys have really kind of shifted during COVID is kind of that mobile unit? I mean, <laughs> um, I know with the lockdown, there's not as much you can do face to face with people. But what are some of the ways that you've kind of adjusted with these interesting times sure. that we've been dealt? Yeah, I mean, during normal times, one of the, the real ways that we help animals is through human behavior change, right? Because animal suffering is unfortunately using usually the result of, of human choices. And so we often work on education and community engagement, but we haven't been able to do that as much. Like we've tried to shift to the digital space, but the real issue at the moment is just animals are starving. Um, stray animals that were reliant on tourists to feed them, on hotels, restaurants, factory workers, these places have been shut down. And most countries in Southeast Asia have an indefinite travel ban. So there's really no tourists or foreigners coming in. And it's been like that for well over a year now. So an example is in, in Bali uh, is a great example of this, where uh, an economy that's highly dependent on tourism with a large stray dog population, and these dogs are going hungry and it's causing a lot of community issues as well as they you know, attack livestock or they enter territory that's not their own. Um, and it creates a lot of human animal conflict. So we've had feeding teams with our partner, uh, Bali Animal Welfare Association, just going out and feeding dogs every day, trying to keep them safe. In India as well, you've probably seen India in the media, uh, you know, really inc incredibly terrible COVID situation. So we've had a team out in Chennai that's fed, you know, over 20,000 meals to, to stray dogs in their area. So it's been challenging, um, you know, but we're up for the challenge and, and that's what we're here for. Well, Iowa State graduates like you, Catherine, are making their communities, the state of Iowa right here, and the world a better place. I know there's so much work to be done globally with animal welfare. Uh, what do you hope to continue doing to make a positive change in that work that you're doing? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just getting started, right? I mean, while there are all these exciting, you know, a lot of exciting progress, we do still have a lot of work ahead of ourselves. And one of the this projects that's very near and dear to my heart, which is one that's really hard to talk about, is dog and cat meat consumption. And we see you know, the, the rampant theft of pets and pet owners being devastated because pets and stray animals often feed this trade and millions of dogs and cats every year in the region end up being slaughtered for consumption. And that's also a public health risk due to rabies. Um, but the good news is, again, we're seeing a lot of progress. We've already secured the first ever dog meat trade ban in Siem Reap, Cambodia. We've seen legislation in other places uh, in Asia as well. So I would just say say stay tuned because there's gonna be a lot of great things coming. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And uh, again, this award would typically be given to you in person. So we wanted to give you a platform and uh, share your story with our alumni audience. So thank you again so much for coming on with us today. Oh, thank you, go clones. <laughs> yes, hopefully we'll see you back here in Ames sometime soon. Maybe catch a football game once once you're able to travel abroad again, so. <laughs> I'll take a rain check on that for sure. Thanks for having so, me. Sounds great. Thanks again, Catherine. And that was Catherine Pollock, the head of Stray Animal Care for the nonprofit Four Paws and the recipient of the 2021 Alumni Humanitarian Award. Thank you so much to Catherine for joining us and thank you for tuning in to Live from Size Lounge. We'll see you again next week as I'll be joined by Iowa State alums Michael Hanstad and Robert Doan, co-founders of Charlotte's Kitchen in Johnson, Iowa. Have a great rest of your week and go Cyclones.
This series is made possible by members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org.